light treason news, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Meredith. Hello. Hello, hello. You absolutely have to repeat the thing you just told me. Because <laughs> we've been talking a lot about shitty men on light treason news. A lot. And Meredith's like, did I ever tell you my little story about when I first moved to New York City? So please recap for everyone. Okay. Um, so I moved to New York City a long time ago, 2005, middle of winter. I fly in with one uh, one giant suitcase, an address in Fort Greene that I need to get to, and absolutely no idea what the fuck I'm doing. So I get into a taxi. The driver asks me all these questions. I'm telling him about moving here, blah, 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 mm-hmm. doing an internship, blah, 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 blah. And he says, yeah, you know, I've been here for a while. He's like, you should be careful. You seem very nice. This is, uh, he's like, it's a tough city to be nice. He's like, and you live in a, you will be living in a dangerous neighborhood. And I was like, oh, I don't think that's true, but hey. <laughs> um, and he says, he says, yes, you should be, he's like, you should be very careful. And he says, I, gotta, I don't know. He's like, you're too friendly. You smile too much. You should really smile less and maybe carry a small knife. Great advice. And uh, I have to say, I've never felt like that was more relevant than don't these days. Knife, but I do smile way less. Yeah. 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 Although now I'm definitely thinking about carrying a knife again, <laughs> just as like, just on principle. Uh, Charles finds stuff at Stonewall. And the other day he was like, I found a thing of mace and it's full. Do you want it? And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I have mace. I don't have a knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I want brass knuckles. Yeah, I mean, you can get those. Yeah. Pretty easy. I feel like I mean, that would suit me, my personal style of fighting better. Yeah. I mean, I've never trained with a knife. I don't know so, how to use a knife. Yeah, I mean, I, I one of my best friends uh, once as a gift uh, did actually buy me a knife. That the thing that scares use, me about so. that is it's very easy to take that from someone and use I it I know, which them. is why I don't normally carry it around. Yeah. But I do like the idea that mm-hmm. like my friend decided that it was a good thing. <laughs> you should just have it. Right, know? right. Uh, so we are in the pop culture section. If you're new to Light Trees and News, the show's divided into thirds. We talk about pop culture, stuff we're watching, listening, or reading right now that it's making us happy, and then we talk about bad news. But don't worry, we end the show with good news. So Meredith, I wanted to ask you, you talked a little bit about a film you had seen, but is there anything else you've seen recently or read or listened to that made you happy? Oh, gosh, I have so many things. Um, obviously, the arrival of the newest Robin single mm-hmm. made me extremely happy. Uh, just today, uh, that's, what day is it? Tuesday? Uh, for us, yes. For you guys, it is Thursday. Don't yes. panic. Uh, okay, that's <laughs> fine. Um, the uh, I, There is a new song by Sharon Van Etten that just came out. Her new record's coming out in January. Sorry, you said Sharon. Sharon Van mm-hmm. Etten, E-T-T-E-N. Cool. Uh, she's a wonderful singer-songwriter. You may have heard her stuff. She's really heartbreaking, beautiful, sad songs, and now she does things that are less sad but just profoundly beautiful um, you may have seen her performing during one of the episodes of uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. She mm-hmm. played a song. Okay. Um, oh God, there was so much good music. Yeah. In that. So yeah. she was one of the excellent. She was one of them. Uh, one of the performers there. And the new song is great and beautiful, and I'm so excited. She's like one of my favorite artists of all time. So I'm really into it. And also, I haven't seen it yet, but this weekend is the return of Doctor Who, which means the Ooh. premiere of The Lady Doctor. Ooh, why did I think that happened so long ago? Um, Maybe because they announced it They so announced it so long ago, and then it's like, but this is the BBC. They do their whole like hype sequence, sure. so you have to go through the process. Good and point. then um, also now that they do a global premiere, it ends up being, they wait longer. So it's definitely possible that if they were still doing like, Start, like launching it in England and then doing it the rest of the world that they would have done it earlier but yeah so Jodie Whittaker will start as the doctor it's oh, gonna be she's great so great I love her so much she's gonna smash it I know uh so I'm psyched about mm-hmm. about all of that which is gonna be really cool very cool is there anything that you are reading right now Let's see what am I reading uh I have a I just read this book called Dora, a head case okay. uh, by Lydia Yuknovich. Um, I'm not sure if I, if I recommend it, but there were some really good parts to it. It's like a take on, it's like a, a take on Freud's Dora. What do we call, so we have Rex, we have anti-Rex. What do we have like for meh Rex? I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, 
I would be interested if anyone else has read this, but you know, it's so it takes like there's a teenage girl, her therapist is Freud basically, sure. and you know, he has a rival and it's young, and the teenage girl is very much like idiot Seattle punk teen. Um, with a bad attitude and her parents are all fucked up and she has so you know she's a lesbian and she's got weird mother issues and father issues sure. and all of the all of it um and i i don't know i think the reason why i'm not sure about recommending it is i was so annoyed by the main character specifically because she reminded me of people <laughs> i didn't like in high school i was i was just gonna say like this was like this was me having a problem yeah. with like rich kids who go punk yeah uh because like I just still have such a problem. <laughs> there was there was just this article that was making the rounds online about um, the English patient. Oh yeah, I read that one. Yeah, <sighs> I could barely get through it because, listen, I I don't know the author. I don't know anything about them. They might be a lovely person. They just reminded me of people I find insufferable, <laughs> and I was just like so annoyed the whole time. But basically, she was like trying to make the argument that hating the English patient, she was a review, a reviewer, a film reviewer, almost cost her her job. But it was sort of presented in this way that like, I think we were supposed to think she was edgy for not liking the English patient. Right. And I was like, that I literally, literally don't know anyone who actually enjoyed the English patient. Also, there was a straight up episode of Seinfeld. Seinfeld about that. Yeah, I was like, that is not a controversial opinion to have. Like, I know it got nominated for Oscars and I think won a couple Oscars. Well, it's supposed to, I think it was supposed to be something about like people and who had a different attitude versus like the consensus and the smart people. And I'm just like, yeah, editors sometimes have like different opinions than you she also lost me immediately because she also hated toy story and i was like are you an unfeeling monster <laughs> like, well if she had said that about toy story 3 i would have leapt through the screen and I, murdered toy her great the original's great i oh, mean of course it obviously is obviously toy story 3 is fantastic but yeah i it's a classic screw you why did i start talking about oh dora I had yep. yes, yes 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 uh but it, like, the writing is really good and it's it's quite interesting and it does cover some really lovely uh you know it's like and it's very short so i read it in like a weekend but it wasn't yeah i was interested i'd like to read some more of this writer's stuff but we'll see i'm just doing that and then I have uh, I have a copy of this, A Spy in the House of Love sitting at my house. Ooh. And that's an Anais Nin book because somehow that's what I'm feeling right now. But hey. What is uh, that about? Um, oh, I don't even remember anymore. Okay. But it's like another sort of quasi-memoir, uh, like sex and uh, feminism in sure. Europe in the early 20th century. I have a question for you. Yeah. And for our listeners. What is the most well-reviewed most beloved film that you hate. Ooh. Hashtag light trees and pod. I want some answers. The most beloved or like most well-reviewed film that you hate. Oh, because that got me thinking with the English patient. Cause I was like, man, I hated that film. I am having, um, Oh, go on. I mean, I'm just thinking about how, like, I really hate, I don't know, it, probably, like... Safe space. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, like, Raging Bull or something, because I just, oh, like, sure. cannot stand most Scorsese. Um, I'm also, I'm actually, like, going in and looking at the t AFI Top 100 oh, specifically. Smart. I wasn't even thinking, like, um, classic films. I was thinking, like, popular, like, beloved films. Well, I mean, obviously, I hate Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah, that's a bad film. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, I hate Forrest Gump. Um, you know, when I was in college, the easiest way to tell if somebody was going to turn out to be kind of a date rapist was if he was a really big fan of American Beauty. Sure. Um, so, I mean, these are the ones that all, yeah, like, there, there are certain really films that I loved at the time that if I think about or I, like, see again, I'm like, wow, I was just sold a crock of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of part of it where I'm just like, ooh, not good. Um... Scarface. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Although I don't know that that was actually even that well reviewed at the time. It's like very, very popular though. And I yeah. think a lot of people are afraid to admit it sucks because mm -hmm. it's like good dude movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is really, this is a tough one because there are a lot of movies that I think that I just despise. I was just bitching. Uh, I was taking a cab uh, earlier this morning back from 
uh, back home and there was a dude, the driver was playing a bunch of Irish punk music. <laughs> and at one point, of course, shipping up to Boston by the job Crip Murphy's played. Yeah, and I immediately was like, Boondock Saints, say what? Uh, <laughs> but then I was like, oh man, fucking hate the departed like oh, <laughs> i hate sure. it so hard i i like the departed that is See, yeah yeah if you uh also kind of like the departed you could watch the original hong kong thriller infernal affairs is which is a thousand times better <laughs> yeah scorsese ripped off the entire plot absolutely 100 yeah. percent, and then just set it instead of hong kong uh set it in boston and made everybody have stupid irish accents yeah sure um yeah these are all like oh man a lot of these are it's like all of these they're just dude movies on this list, I so it's one, really hard. Oh, yeah. The AFI Top 100 is all dude yeah. movies. Oh, um, wait. Also, fuck Titanic. I cannot stand Titanic. I, yeah, that's when I'm nervous. I've never gone back and rewatched it. I saw it like five times when I was a kid. Yeah. But I think if of I course. watched it now, I would be like, this is bad. We were actual teen- we were teenagers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination, but a film that everyone loves that I'm very meh about is Lady Bird. Oh. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I know that's that's definitely my hot take because I know hmm. people really love it. Yeah, I am. Uh, like, I'm. I'm gonna have to think about this. I may have to like go through and uh, come up with some other options here because I've got like I think yeah. that given how many movies I've seen, there are probably more that I am a real like that I'm a contrarian on. Mm-hmm. I just am having a hard time. How about TV shows like TV series? I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Veronica Mars. <laughs> couldn't get past the first episode please don't tweet me and tell (laughs) me how it gets better and that i should give it a chance again i found it obnoxious i uh have actually never seen it so and i just decided that i had no need to sure um fair enough yeah i would say i hate mad men with a burning passion that will never die i disagree continue uh oh you're like you're (laughs) like wrong wrong. (laughs) i dismissed that yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but fair fair uh yeah what other ones do i hate that are really that i think are sort of space unleash um well, I mean, I also hate The Walking Dead. Oh, wrong again, but you're safe. Um. <laughs> no, here's the thing. You are wrong up until the most recent seasons, and then you're right again, except for moments that are very good. Yeah, I um, guess. It yeah. got real bad with the, the Negan stuff. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's really hard for me. Like, I'm trying to think of other TV shows that are really, like, big prestigious I ones. I can't like, do... Here, here's... Again, I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination, but what I don't find enjoyable to watch at all are shows like This Is Us. Oh, of course not. Any show where I've been invited to an awkward family dinner, I'm just like, I would like to leave now, please. Yeah. I would like to see the dragons and the zombies. Um, fun things. I would like to see those fun things. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't I would want to watch that. I think anything that's like a real feely family drama definitely gets to me. Um, Any like um, show where there's a bunch of people hugging each other? Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch that show. Yeah, I'm just a big I'm a big sucker for something like if it's going to be genre, I'll dig it. I'll, if it's going to be dive into some genre, yeah. But you know, there's some stuff like if it's you know what are we see? I guess like I'm actually a sucker for that TV show Brothers and Sisters that had I've like never seen it. It was like what if um, do they hug each other on the they cover? hug a lot? I'm it's like Sally it. Field's husband. They're like rich liberals in california and sally field's husband dies and then the family has all kinds of drama Mm -hmm. together and then she's a liberal but her daughter is a conservative and then her son is gay and all kinds of things happen sally fields is a national fucking treasure yeah yeah i mean that's not gonna watch that show yeah no do not watch it it's it's just ridiculous soap nonsense i would say if you're going to watch a television show that was on abc at the same time you should watch revenge because that's way better okay yeah, it's literally a procedural where every week she gets revenge on a new person that's wronged her. That sounds like a good time. And then it gets really soapy. It and also, like that like, should be like, um, like undercover boss. Like that should be like a real show. Yeah, someone gets to like play the revenge person. Ooh. I, I mean, also it's set in the Hamptons because all of the people she's getting revenge on are rich, and they destroyed her father's Perfect. life. So we could also do it with just rich people. Oh. Have you seen the Purge TV series? I have not yet. I've, Me like, either. I need to get on that. I I'm that very excited. I thought that was so weird that like no one has said anything about it. Is well, it not is good? It, I've just, I think it's just kind of gotten, it's just slipped through and it's been hard to, okay. it's also on USA, so sure. it's hard to like catch uh, yeah, it. I, don't I know guess I'm going to watch people, it when it's streaming. A lot of my friends don't 
have TV, let alone basic cable. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why. Maybe we're all waiting for it to like come online. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm definitely waiting for it to come online yeah, so that yeah. I can watch it. I feel like I've got to I've got to save it up so that I can watch my Mr. Robot as well. Oh, I've been just stockpiling Mr. Robot episodes and that's the other one I have to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to catch up on it because I love it dearly. Yeah. It is so thoroughly my jam. People are like, it's too dark. And I was like, oh, no, it's not. No. He's like, <laughs> it's you want perfect. dark? He's like, it, this is too dark. How many seasons of Orphan Black did you watch, bitch? Like, come on. Oh, I didn't it's finish Orphan Black. Uh, I yeah. should have, but I didn't. I think the last season is on Amazon now, so I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Can I, I jump say- back in after the weird male clone yeah. storyline? Yeah. Um, also, I would say I really want to know what other people hate because I feel like there's probably a lot of really... Hashtag Light Trees and Pod. Oh, safe oh, space. Oh, I just came up with the yes. one of us. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Sorry. Uh, E.T. I hate <gasps> it. I hate it so much. I need just a like, moment to recover. I can't. Like, Why? Because he looks weird and I don't understand. He's under- an alien. <laughs> but he looks so weird. Oh, he's so cute though. He's got little legs. Oh, no, I hate it. I hate it. He's creepy and it's weird when he gets drunk and I don't understand <laughs> why he makes it. <laughs> and I don't understand why he makes the little boy so miserable and the kids are like, just the strangest like why they're just nobody makes decisions that i understood that is not how i would have behaved as a child i don't remember like bad decision maybe maybe i need to rewatch maybe i need to rewatch but it's a classic and you're a monster Um, (laughs) (laughs) i just yes apparently this this segment has gone from pop culture to meredith (laughs) reveals she is in fact a stone-hearted monster funny to me that it's not that you don't like it you hate oh no i Hate it. That is so. Funny I have to hated me. it since I was a child. I will tell <gasps> so you, like you were a child. I, yes, and you hated I despised ET? it as a child. I despise it that as an adult. So I refuse. Funny. I yeah. Look, I was a dark crystal child, not an ET child. Okay. Oh, okay. I never saw a dark crystal. Oh well, you're missing out. It was deeply disturbing. Is that the Bowie one? Uh, no, that's no it's yeah, that's labyrinth. Uh, the dark crystal is the one that's all puppets. Okay, that sounds awesome. It's um yeah, it's all puppets and it's a you know, it's a basic hero's quest and there's a young man, so like the world splits into good and evil forces and so there's a peaceful sort of mystic creatures that are very fuzzy muppet giants and then there are these evil things called the Skeksis who are like um desiccated um bird monsters and they're trying to they harness the power of the dark crystal to like stay alive forever by sucking the essence out of uh every living creature in the land okay and a small boy who's the last one of the last survivor is thinks he's the last survivor of this one race that has been destroyed uh is supposed to reunite uh like the full he has to take a piece of the dark crystal and put it into the original uh in order to like restore balance to the universe okay um and then he's chased by horrifying bug monsters Does and anyone robots ride a flying bicycle uh no okay i'm not into it um okay fine <laughs> whatever <laughs> you just you hate <laughs> you hate weird I do hate weird things. Um, There was something else that I just popped into my head that I hate. (laughs) And I was going to add to that list so you felt less alone. Happy happy Thursday, guys. It's Haters Thursday. Do you like Alf? Wait, Alf the... Yeah. No. What? You don't like Alf? Oh, I don't think we were... I mean, we weren't really allowed to watch Alf because I know that my mom thought it was that he was kind of vulgar. (laughs) He's hilarious. I He's know. A vulgar alien. Yeah. Well, you know, we weren't. My mom didn't like things that were oh, vulgar. Meredith, your childhood was so sad. <laughs> Are you, you kidding? Have an elf? My childhood was awesome. Oh, but was it? It was Alfless. Oh my god. It was Alfless. I but I saw the end you. of Child's Play too, like seven thousand times. I couldn't watch Child's Play. Oh, I mean, not the original. The one where, like, uh, the woman who played Emily Valentine on the original 9210 is a teenager in it, and she and her little brother have to escape uh, from this sort of factory while Chucky's trying to kill them, and it's making Chucky dolls in Chucky the factory. Chucky just so. creeped me out too much. I couldn't do it. Sorry. Couldn't I'm just, do it. You gotta how, is, how did you watch Chucky, but you think E.T. is too fucked up to look at? <laughs> Look, and it's all when it imprints on you. I just can't tell. I can't Look, explain it. Look, I admit it. that in the beginning of E.T., the movie, they haven't gotten the puppet quite right, and it's a horror show, okay? But then they work it out midway through the film where they were like, listen, children are going to watch this. We will traumatize them forever. And then they worked out that fucking puppet. 
Drew Barrymore's in it? Oh. Oh, no. I also hated baby B- Drew Barrymore as a little kid because oh, I thought we, I hated her list when I thought she was like a weirdo. We have to stop. Immediately. We're just like, so we're upset. just like, turning into. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, guys I'm I terrible. Actually, I do want to hear from you. What is a beloved thing that you hate? It doesn't even have to be a movie or a TV show or a book. It can just be like anything that is universe. Almost you feel like is universally loved and you just hate it with every little fiber of your being shit yes let the hate run through you (laughs) that's what i'm saying hashtag light trees and pod guys it's that time of the episode this is actually a good segue here is your bad news Oh my God, you guys, Meredith just showed me one of the weird puppets from Dark Crystal and it's a horror show. How is that okay to look at? But E.T., I'm so mad at you. All right, we have to move on. We're not in the pop culture section anymore. Uh, So I wanted to yell at Don Jr., who uh, recently made the ridiculous statement that he, following the Brett Kavanaugh allegations, uh, he is now more scared for his sons than... uh, his daughters in what like i imagine that he's always been more worried about his sons than his daughters sure, that, it's, that's a great point uh so he was doing an interview with and i know we'll all be shocked to learn this the daily mail and he said i've got boys and i've got girls and when i see what's going on right now it's scary um and so the daily mail interviewer asked trump who he is the most scared for his sons or his daughters I mean, right now, I'd say my sons, he replied. Um, That is an absurd statement, obviously. (laughs) On its face, it is ridiculous. Uh, There's, like, literally no reason for him to be worried about his sons at all, except for the fact that he has given them his genes and Mm -hmm. so have to be forced to live with half of Don Jr.'s stupid, 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 Which is tragic and sad. Yeah. And won't you think of the poor children? Uh, But... Yeah, I mean, they are little white boys born to an incredibly privileged to, family. Yeah, they are rich children mm-hmm. uh, with nothing but, you know, ease and comfort. Like, is he more worried about them because of the likelihood that they're, you know, they might be forced to advance on their own merits and so therefore might be <laughs> uh, kind right. of have some bad luck? Because they are two dum-dums, I'll tell you. And oh, they yeah. are not going to make it on their own. So I'm very afraid for them. Yeah. Right. And well, like, they're going to be funny looking and they're going to be stupid. And <laughs> at least the uh, there's always the chance that he can sell the daughters off to marry someone rich like the sure. old aristocracy used to. Uh, you mean Ivanka and Jared's marriage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, also in bad news... I wanted to talk about Kevin Spacey. Do we all remember Kevin Spacey? Remember when he like sort of uh, fell at the top of the Me Too movement or the beginning? I sure remember when we canceled him and it was awesome. So there's been another complaint uh, leveled at him. He's being sued by a massage therapist for alleged sexual assault and battery. Hmm. That occurred in Kevin Spacey's home in 2016. Um, the complaint seeks damages for sexual battery, gender violence, battery, assault, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and false imprisonment. Why not? Throw that in there. Uh, so the complaint, uh, which was published by Deadline, originally reported by The Blast, uh, the therapist who's being identified as John Doe claims that he went to Spacey's home for a routine session. Spacey allegedly ushered him into an upstairs room. Okay, so I'm just going to pause here and say trigger warning. Um, Ushered him into an upstairs room in the guest house and locked the doors behind him. Midway through the massage, he alleges uh, Spacey twice grabbed his hand and forced him to rub his genitals. The therapist recalls replying, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. I'm a professional. This is what I do for a living. I have a son. He further alleges that Spacey stood up nude and over his protest, grabbed him by the shoulders, blocked the door, again forced his hand and tried to give him oral sex before finally allowing him to flee. That is horrifying. Yeah. And it's 
extra infuriating because I feel like the Me Too movement has been wildly successful in a lot of ways. But what's so frustrating about what we're seeing happening with like Louis C.K. Mm -hmm. is if there's not continued shaming, basically. If there isn't a new allegation uh, or a new incident every six months or so. These fuckers sneak back in. They're like, oh, I guess there's there's a chance. Louis C.K. just did another surprise show. I know, I saw that. That was and Paige, really at least according to Page Six, the audience was not happy. Uh, yeah, well, I know. I was like, read the room, comedy seller guy. This is not the time to be like booking Louis C.K. to own the libs. Well, also, especially when a dude has been accused of doing something against people's will, don't have them have to sit through a show against their will. Mm-hmm. Like, tell them Louis C.K. is about to be. The reason they're not doing that, obviously, is they don't want to get protested. Yeah, but. You don't force that on people, you know, like women have already said they felt super uncomfortable when that happened, but they felt like if they said anything, the room would turn against Mm -hmm. them. I think two women walked out of the show. Yeah. Right. Which is, you know, good for them. Yeah. That is always an option. You can walk out. But even that, like people might feel too intimidated. Well, you shouldn't have to be, you shouldn't be placed in the situation where you're made to feel like the spoil sport by leaving and saying, fuck you, I want my money back. Yeah. Like you're such a buzzkill standing up for yourself. It's like, yeah, but unfortunately, that still is the mentality with so many comics. Yeah. Why are you so butthurt? I'm just trying to tell a rape joke in front of you that's triggering you. You're like, Mm -hmm. stop hurting my good time. You know, and also, like, just going back to the Kevin Spacey thing, like, leave massage therapists the fuck alone. Like, for Christ's sake. And this is another one of those times where, let's remember, remember when Al Gore got accused of assaulting or trying to assault a massage therapist what i missed that oh it was years ago but apparently yeah al gore like vice president of bill clinton cool um apparently like he was at an event in portland and i I think it was portland but a massage therapist had claimed that she went to his room to like you know it was a normal sort of like had like an actual therapeutic massage therapist uh when and that he like tried and cornered her and tried to like get her to do stuff Ugh, um gross. And gross, gross, gross. it ended up being like i don't and it kind of died because it was a different time and so sure. the stuff was not you know around um I, but i don't think those were ever they were the allegations were ever discredited mm-hmm. it was certainly something that sticks in my mind and it's just like guys like because it is guys mm-hmm. they are not there to touch your penis what i don't understand is like if that's what you want why don't not that i'm saying like you know sex workers should have to deal with this shit but why wouldn't they just hire a sex worker? I'm like, if you want a massage in which someone touches your penis, there are people out there that do that. Yeah. That is something that you should make sure is absolutely part of their list of services before they start touching you. Do you think it's that they like are too proud to hire a sex worker? So no, I like, think they get off on the surprise of it. Yeah gross 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 and lack of consent yeah exactly like this is the sort of like oh this is they want this and they think that you know because everyone is around to serve them uh they um just don't care they Mm. assume that they'll be able to do this and oh yes i just um just looking at this and so yes as far as i can tell these things are still nothing has yeah uh, wow, that's bananas. Through, yeah, so. I never even heard about that. <laughs> yeah. Different time, baby. I know. Pre internet. So it was 2010. Oh, it was 2010. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck was I? Oh, I'm sorry, tw- 2006. Oh, 2006. Uh, uh, but even then. Oh, yeah, I was not. Um, I apparently got a Twitter account. I found this out the other day and I was devastated in 2008. Mm hmm. So. Twitter is really when I started to get like constant news. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, now you, <laughs> now we all know. Yeah. Everyone is garbage people. Everyone. Everyone is garbage. So also in bad news and de Blasio is trying to portray this as a being a good thing. So de Blasio tweeted this morning. He was like, great news for New York city. Um, juveniles will no longer be held at Rikers. Mm. And that was like the headline, which yeah. sounds good, right? I feel like there's a butt coming. <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't mean that they're just like releasing these kids. What it means is that there are new Bronx juvenile detention centers where access to phones, toilets, um, and toilets, um, 
this headline is very weird. Uh, isn't guaranteed. Uh, and in many ways can be more restrictive than jail. Uh, so the new facility, the Horizon Juvenile Center in Mott Haven, um, adolescents won't be able to make daily phone calls and do legal research in a law library. They will no longer have their own bathrooms and drinking water. I'll say that again. And drinking water. And they currently, as they currently do inside individual jail cells. Instead, they will ask to visit the loo uh, and be escorted by staff within five minutes of a request. So it's just like extra terrible. Yeah. Um, because children who are like children who are being detained have not been convicted of crimes uh, should definitely suffer under the requirements of more asking permission, more like restrictions. All of that sounds great. Right. So this follows the raise the age measure, uh, which was signed into law on April 10th, 2017. Um, But that was, but because of delays by the administration for children's services in hiring and training staffers, Inmate advocates worry that teens won't initially benefit from all of the programs and counseling services that have been touted as a cornerstone benefit of the changes. So that means that they're moving all of these kids to this new facility with less access to stuff they need, like toilets and water, and none of the good stuff of the, uh, stuff of the program, like counseling services, is in place yet. Yep. So And de Blasio's out there like claiming this is a good thing, which is a fucking lie. Yep. Because that's the de Blasio administration. We did a thing yeah. that actually... It was not so great. It's okay. Um, have you seen my black son? Uh, yikes. Sorry. <laughs> but he does kind of do that. <laughs> wow, Allison, you've really taken it to de Blasio today. <laughs> but he does that a lot, you know? Like, I'm sure he loves his kid, but that does not give you progressive bona fides just because you uh, have a black son. Uh, so let's move along quickly and pretend that never happened. <laughs> Uh, so also in bad news, the Trump administration official in charge of monitoring financial discrimination, otherwise known as when financial institutions are racist, uh, in their decision to make lending decisions or make loans to individuals. Precisely. His name is Eric Blankenstein, uh, questioned if using the N word made someone racist and doubted the veracity of most hate crimes on his blog more than a decade ago. And the Washington Post recently found that and was like, what? Like maybe this guy has some questionable opinions when it comes to racial discrimination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Blankenstein, uh, whose job at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, as Meredith mentioned, involves ensuring lenders don't discriminate against racial minorities. Which isn't a historical problem that's caused a massive wealth inequality at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, kept a political blog called Two Guys Chatting. Terrible name. That is really... Uh, In a 2004 post, Blankenstein wrote that a proposal at the University of Virginia to impose harsher academic penalties for acts of intolerance was racial idiocy. That's a quote. He questioned how authorities could know the motivation of someone using a racial slur. Quote, fine, let's say they called him the N-word, but he actually wrote out the N-word. Uh, would that make them racist or just Asshole. assholes? Guys, it makes them racist and assholes. Blankenstein also wrote that hate crimes, hoaxes, are about three times as prevalent as actual hate crimes. <laughs> That's just not true. <laughs> uh, also, two guys chatting sounds like a really terrible racist Jerry Seinfeld Netflix show. Oh, it does. Yeah. But yeah. It's like two guys wearing the hoods. <laughs> Just like <laughs> sipping tea. And they're like, you know who I don't like? B. <laughs> yeah. Um, though Blankenstein only posted under the alias EGB3er. What is that supposed to mean? Egg? I'm like wondering. Let's not question yeah, okay. online handles. Cool, cool, cool. The post identified him via a slew of personal details he left on the site. When they asked him about the incendiary, incendiary remarks, he admitted he made them but denied they were relevant to his current position. What, sir? It is absolutely relevant to your current position. Uh, yeah, so shocker, another Trump official turns out to be a fucking racist. Hey, 
I mean, the Trump administration really did manage to find some of the most racist Jewish men out there. You know, do you think that was part of the calculation where they're like, we want just super giant racists, but people are probably going to notice they're racist. So can so we get we, Jewish like, racists? We need to cut all. We need to cut some of the Jess Sessions sort of old school racism yeah. with some Stephen Miller, Eric Blankenstein racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean. Hey, if we're looking for one thing to unite all of humanity, it's that literally anyone can be racist. Yeah, it's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even even Jewish people, turns out. Yeah. You would think that minorities wouldn't shit on other minorities, but hey. lo and behold, Eric Blankenstein. Yeah. Just don't. Oh, God. Why? Of course. And obviously, the blog was probably... I'm sure they didn't actually bother to look and find this, but it would have ended up being a point in his favor because like, the entire mission of Trump and his people has been to destroy the CFPB. So, of course, you're going to put people in charge that are going to not actually enforce any of the laws or regulations. Oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Do you think it was a block spot? Oh, I hope it was a GeoCities. No, it's too it's too late for GeoCities. 2004. So definitely like a blogger. Oh, it was a blogger. Yeah, 100%, 100%. like two guys chatting.blogspot.com. <laughs> Wait. I'm going to try two guys chatting. All right. .blogspot.com. I'm sorry guys. Big money, I big, money, big, money, big, really money, big money, big money, big money, big money. Silly today. <gasps> that's oh, it, that's it. Oh my god. Shit! I was not prepared. Oh my god! Okay, the original blog spot blog comes I'm up. Pissing myself. Okay, so the it, it is the most boring layout you could have chosen at Blogspot at the time. I know this format. I believe it's newspaper format. Yeah. Um, the last post was in March 2005, and it's called "Ridiculousness at the Washington Post." Oh my god. I sent the below email to the ombudsman of the Washington Post in response to the tripe he published on Sunday. Oh, my God. It's just his angry email. Wait, let me make sure. who. Yeah, wrote. he sent an angry email. He just posts the he just angry posts email in full. It's so long, guys, or I would read it. Oh, wait. Although we can say. Oh, he did like write his name, Eric Blankenstein. <laughs> oh, and he ends by quoting Shakespeare. Oh, my God. The problem, dear Brutus, is not your stars, but in yourselves. Wow. Well, oh, uh, the post contains a crippling liberal bias. Oh, my God. This is... Guys, if you want to read it, twoguyschatting.blogspot.com. <laughs> I can't fucking handle that it's a blog spot. Ugh. I know that hypocrisy is nothing new to government, but what Senator Robert Byrd is doing these days is a little bit ridiculous. Senator Byrd, all 87 years old of him, has taken the lead in decrying the threatened nuclear option where Republicans would amend Senate rules to limit debate on judicial nominees. For obvious reasons, the Democrats wholeheartedly oppose this. Regardless of what side of the issue you fall on, Robert Byrd has absolutely no right to be objecting to this particular parliamentary tactic. Oh, so it's a really boring blog. Yeah. Also, I love that now that we've found the blog, we can confirm that in the news story when they say that he left identifying details, he literally left his his name. name. He signed his name. What a wackadoo. Oh, now I just want to go find old Blogspot blogs. New fun activities. He just like also talks about like his friend got married. So he just has a post like congratulating his friend. What a w- it's like his oh. journal. Ugh, <gasps> oh, that's so weird. All right, guys, I'm gonna click out of this. But what a ride! Um, thank you for going on that journey with us, everyone. Yeah, I fully expected it to say like error or something, mm-hmm. and I lost. Listen, I apologize. I flipped out, everyone. But you have to understand, I was braced for one thing, and a very different thing happened. <laughs> yeah. All of my wildest fantasies. Do we want to cover another uh, bad news story or does that feel like a nice I feel like segue that's a into good news? Guys, we got to segue into good news because that was a fucking miracle that just happened and you all witnessed it. <laughs> Here's your good news. So this is... Good news within a bad news story, which is the bad news story, obviously, is Brett Kavanaugh. But what I didn't know was that he was scheduled to teach a course at Harvard 
in 2019. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's awesome that they, I didn't know that either. So Harvard, the update to the story and the good news is Harvard canceled a course uh, that he was going to teach. Although, isn't this sort of like a gimme for Harvard? Because wouldn't they have had to cancel it if he had gotten, if he gets confirmed? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm at, well, justices do stuff when they're not being justices, right? I think so. I just don't they're know. They're like involved in foundations and so I don't know if they can go teach a course though. Yeah, I guess I That just seems don't know. like it would be too time consuming. Yeah. But hey, well. Uh, yeah, who knows? But yeah, I, I'm glad. They canceled it before the confirmation, though, so it definitely means they don't want anything to do with him. He's too controversial now. That's what happens when you you try to rape a bunch of ladies. Yeah. And you're a fucking drunk disaster. When you turned out that you're a belligerent bully of a man, it can have consequences. Yeah, uh, believe it or not. I know it's hard to imagine oh, in can America. Can you imagine what kind of a dick teacher he would be? Oh, you know that somebody who got a worst. wrong answer, he'd just like mock you in that mm-hmm. like disgusting way. Yeah, he'd probably be the kind of professor who would brag on the first day that most of you will fail my course. Oh, God, he totally would. Yeah. But then you know that he'd also end up doing great inflation for all of the dudes in the class oh, and 100%. like really, really ride the women. And yeah. his TA would look exactly like all of his law clerks. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know that actually, but he probably can't p- pick his TA. So then the TA would end up having to, like he'd probably torture one, torture them if they weren't a hot chick. Unless that was in his like, what do they call a writer for professors contract? <laughs> Unless I was in his contract. I'm like, how do normal people navigate through the world? Uh, I must be able to pick my own TA. <laughs> and she's going to be a hottie. Uh, he wouldn't put that in the contract. Why would he? So I also wanted to shout out the Illuminator. Remember the Illuminator? Oh, yeah. Back in the uh, Occupy Wall Street days. So they originally, or recently, wow, uh, projected a message uh to thank um, Christine Blasey Ford on the New York Supreme Court. They have an image of her, and the caption says, thank you. And I just thought it was a very nice, wholesome gesture. That is a very nice, wholesome gesture. And I, I think approve. that any public thanks that we can give her are, will be well-deserved. Yeah, and I just want to reiterate, like, even if the worst happens and he gets a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court, I can't. I don't think anybody will ever know the full impact her bravery has on the world. Yeah. Because so many victims watched her and they were like, I'm going to say something. And that's mm -hmm. like really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So she's a hero. Also in good news, everybody, California. Oh, California is just killing it lately. Um, So Variety is reporting that Governor Jerry Brown recently signed four bills known as the Take the Lead bills, which were championed by actors like Rosanna Arquette and Mira Servino in light of newfound attention paid to sexual harassment in the entertainment industry. So the bills would do four things. One, make it easier for victims of harassment and assault to pursue civil damages against their harassers after signing settlement agreements. Two, Increase an employer's liability if freelance or contract workers were harassed on the job. Three, beef up sexual harassment training. And four, require public companies to have at least one woman board member or more, depending on the board size, since studies have shown companies headed by high-ranking women handle sexual harassers much better than ones that don't. It's good. That's wonderful. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, California is like kicking ass with so many things. This obviously sexual harassment stuff or combating sexual harassment, environmental mm-hmm. stuff. Oh God, it's a good state. It is. Well, it's a good, I mean, in there's some good ways, stuff. there's some, some good ways stuff there. it's yeah. a good state. Also terrible people live there. I know. I just I have some skepticism about certain bits of it's like if we can. Yeah. But but yes, there's a lot of good shit happening there. And uh, the legislature and the governor are really taking advantage of their um, their power to make laws that are genuinely going to help people, which is fantastic. What do you think about that thing that will never happen in a million years? But the people who want and it's usually awful conservatives who want this want California broken up. 
Oh, I mean, I think that's so dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, and I think it's just a blatant attempt by conservatives to be like, we don't like dealing with the people of color. And there's a lot of them in Los Angeles. I mean, they want power and they want the ability to sort of separate themselves out. I mean, it's a libertarian. They want to be Gilead. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not happening, fuckos. It's just some You're silly libertarian fantasias. They should definitely reinvest in seasteading instead. Listen, as badly as I want to get rid of the Republicans upstate, and we all know how badly I want that to happen, uh, I think it would be much worse if they had their own creepy state where they could do whatever the fuck they wanted without having to deal with the nasty liberals in New York City. Well, yeah, and then they'd also have access to the fucking border, and I don't want them... Facts. Facts. You know. Hard facts, yes. Uh, And then finally in good news, uh, Amazon said that they will uh, pay their workers $15 per hour starting next month. Ooh. And I'm so old. I remember when uh, people made fun of Bernie Sanders for criticizing Amazon, and they were like, do you think you're going to have any effect on Amazon? I'm not saying Bernie Sanders did this, obviously. But times are changing, and Amazon felt that they needed to pay their workers more. Well, I mean, Bernie Sanders shaming Bezos for not giving better access to um, tour facilities where people were working under inhumane conditions certainly wasn't a great look for Bezos. So I think there was like the public pressure that Sanders was a part of around workers advocating for their for better conditions definitely played a part in this. And sure. the $15 an hour thing is honestly like the least that Bezos can do. And I also, you know, I mean, if you're still chained to, I know a, I was going to say like in a warehouse if, to an if, assembly line, $15 well, yeah. an hour is still like, yeah, but the yeah. condition, the working right. conditions. I mean, if you're a picker and your quotas are still the same, yeah. $15 an hour at least gets a little bit closer to compensating you for the level of stress you're putting on your body. But it should like, let's, we could all admit that it would be better still if people got $15 and production and the standards were eased a little bit so that they were allowed to do things like go to the bathroom. Right. And, and they could stay home when they're injured, you know? Yeah. Um, That's really the heart of the matter. People are criticizing the working conditions and yeah, fair pay or better pay is a huge part of that. But I mean, if you've never read the horror stories from Amazon workers, it's, it's really dire. And mm-hmm. like, there's a reason you're able to get yourself in a day. You yeah. know, somebody pays for that. Yeah. And it's the workers who are the pickers who have to just endure brutal mm-hmm. um, conditions. But, but this is also like, you know, all of that aside and all of that being on the table, like, this is a great victory because it proves that collective action and public pressure can force Bezos and Amazon to actually make changes. Even if right now they're small, it's evidence that it's possible to actually move the needle. And that is the like absolute foundation of unionizing like unions and collective bargaining and actually improving conditions for workers. So this could be the start of something. Yeah. This could be the small start of a lot, like I mean, a it, lot of it big does changes. feel like momentum is building. If you have, you know, the fast food industry caving to those demands, uh, the fight for 15 movement. Now, Amazon, yeah. one of the big biggest companies in the world, mm-hmm. Also caving to it, um, yeah. It it we can win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is proof of that. So, in the little bit of time we have left, is there anything you're looking forward to? Things that I'm looking forward to. Um, let's see. Oh my goodness, I am very excited. Okay, sports ball alert. My uh, beloved. Wisconsin baseball team, the Milwaukee Brewers, mm-hmm. beat the Chicago Cubs in uh, the like in sports last night. Okay, yes, they won some title of some sort. I think. <laughs> okay. I don't really know that we're I, happy about. We, are, I'm happy about okay. it because okay. the Milwaukee Brewers are adorable, and a lot of them have really amazing walk up music. So when they go up to bat. Because baseball guys, when they take their bat up to swing at the ball, Do they get to pick their own songs. They get to pick their own songs, That's and they dope. pick amazing songs. So, what would your walk-up song be? Oh, uh, either "The Bitches Back" by Elton John mm-hmm. or "Rebel Girl" by Bikini Kill. I think mine would be "I Don't Give a Damn About My Reputation." Nice. All right, good. We also answered good. that. Um, 
but yes, and also they were the they're the team that invented the sort of when you have the people in the big outfits and they race up and down the field. Yes. Yeah, they're uh, the they mascots, have, right? Well, they're, well, the, the Nationals game it's like the presidents, and then mm-hmm. in other places you have different sort of mascot type things. The Brewers do the sausage races, <laughs> so it's five different like people in sausage costumes racing um, up the bases. Incredible. So you have um, a bratwurst, a hot dog, an Italian sausage, a Polish sausage. And they added a chorizo in recent years for greater <laughs> was diversity. Was that like a big deal when they added the chorizo? Yeah, it was a sign that they'd finally recognize that there's a massive Latino population in the city of Milwaukee. That's so funny. Yeah, it's and also um, like sweet. Yeah, and I there's a there's a commercial because they're the Clement sausage races because mm-hmm. of course it's sponsored and there's an old 80s commercial where you can watch them racing. The slogan is "Why do they race? They race for taste." <laughs> We all race for taste. <laughs> we Let's all race be for taste. Uh, so I'm looking forward to supporting a baseball team in some sort of fancy playoff. Is that scenario. exciting when you like return to sports and you're like, I'm sporting with the sportsters? I'm hey, like, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. It just feels good to be part of a collective. Yeah, um, I'm also looking forward to um, like more premium. Uh, British content of like cute children of hot soccer players. Please go on. Uh, Explain. So uh, my sister's a big Premier League fan. Mm-hmm. So she likes the sports ball in the European leagues mm-hmm. uh, where they kick it on the ground. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are many very attractive men very attractive. playing yes. soccer. Yes, 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 and yes. there are several British news outlets that tend to be very sexist and terrible in most ways. Mm-hmm. But they love to post pictures of uh, teammates, kids doing cute things together. Okay, I love so my sister sent me an article that was just several photos of two adorable sons of two very hot players, one uh, Belgian and one English, but they both play on Manchester City. Oh. And so there's a tiny blonde angel of a child and a tiny uh, adorable sort of, uh, you know, mocha skinned little boy with braids, like hugging each other while oh. mar- while both wearing Manchester City uniforms. Oh my God. That's the content I desire. And that's that's really great. Um what else am I really looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Rachel and I. I forgot about this. Rachel and I oh, yes, forever amazing. ago got tickets to see my favorite murder live. Mm. And it's this Friday, baby. Oh, yeah. So we're going to see them. And I just realized, yes, of course, I'm excited for us to go see A Star is Born. Oh, my God. Yeah. When we have not confirmed. We have not confirmed happening. the timing. But guys, we're so going to go see excited. that and discuss it for your listening pleasure. Yeah. Because we feel like there's going to be a lot that we need to get yeah, into. Yeah, so that will be a bonus episode over at my Patreon, patreon.com slash Kilkenny. For as little as $5 a month over there, not only do you get to send us questions. Oh, damn it. There was a really good one that I wanted to ask you. I'll ask you after this. Um, you get to send questions that will answer on Light Trees and News. And you get access to all the bonus episodes. So we talked about Riverdale in depth for like an hour and a half. Um Infinity War, Meredith and I are going to talk about A Star is Born. So it's just extra bonus episodes for you to hear over there where we get to talk about all the spoilers and stuff too. Just geeking out in the best possible way. Just unleash. So are you a Harry Potter fan? Um, I mean, I enjoyed the books when I read them and I remember enjoying the movies when I saw them. But you're familiar with like the Hogwarts houses and everything. I am very familiar, yes. Okay, so we had a question from do 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 Ashley, who I think just signed up as a five dollar a month member over at my Patreon, possibly t- just to ask us this question. Uh, to you and your Harry Potter loving guests, which Hogwarts house would you be sorted into? Ooh, so I will say I did the um, Pottermore Me quiz. Me too. Would it, hold on, let's say it on the count of three, okay? Because I just got my results too. Okay. So we'll go one, two, three, and then we'll say it. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Slytherin. Slytherin. Yeah, up top. Me too. Uh, I, I think they sort lots of people into Slytherin. It's if like, you say, the one question where I was like, I'm going to be Slytherin was like, what's your biggest fear? And then there, one of them is like, I don't think it says dying, but it's like basically um, people forgetting about you or something. Oh, yeah, that probably makes sense. And I was like, boop. And then I was also like, that's Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I'm actually fine with that. I feel like See, I feel cool. like most people aren't in Slytherin. I feel like I said that in at, in front of my Lloyd team and one of them was in Slytherin. Everyone else went, no. 
That's so weird. And maybe this is kind of telling, but I feel like every single one of my girlfriends got sorted into Slytherin. Yeah, but you hang out with bad bitches, so. <laughs> That's really the truth. It's just because I roll with the baddest bitches around. <laughs> that is why, Meredith. Uh, but I'm curious to hear from you guys. Hashtag Light Trees and Pod. What Hogwarts house did you get sorted into? Take the official quiz over at, uh, what the hell is it called? Pottermore. 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 Take the official quiz and let us know what house you're in. Let's see if a lot of us are Slytherin. That would make sense, right? We all like each other. I don't know. How does it work? Nah, I don't get it. Uh, but I'm also enjoying listening to the audiobooks. Thank you to everyone who keeps checking in on me mm-hmm. where they're like, how are you? Are you enjoying it? I am almost done with book five. Ooh, book five is a good one. It's a good one. I mean, basically... Um, They're actually all good from here on out. Four onward, yeah, is great. So, and I once again apologize to everyone. I was a little pill to over the years saying, I'm not going to read it. Now I'm reading it. I love it. I'm going to watch the movies next. Probably also record bonus episodes about those movies as well. I'd be here for that. So if you're into it, patreon.com slash Kilkenny, $5 a month or higher, $10 a monthers. I have an announcement for you. The next online hangout is going to be Saturday, October 6th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, yeah, that's for the $10 a month members and higher. Those are very fun. We like basically just share cute pet photos, talk about what we're doing during the day, share recommendations. It's a good time. Um, and guys, please go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button to keep us going. I so appreciate it. That's why you didn't hear any ads on this episode or the last episode or the episode before that or, uh, future episodes. Cause we're 100% listener supported. That's pretty neat, right? Absolutely. I have never once tried to sell you a quip toothbrush. Nope. Even though I own one and it's amazing and I would take that quip money. They don't want me. That's fine. But I also don't try to sell you stuff. So that's cool. Uh, what if that was the sneakiest ad of all time and I was getting quip money? Oh, I mean, if I had quip money, Mm. whatever girl Mm. we're all Mm. too broke to care Mm. yeah so uh if you like not hearing ads lighttreason.news to keep that situation going also please follow meredith on twitter at meredith l clark where are you uh contributing lately um, all over the place all over the yeah, damn place generally all over the damn place uh you know i've been doing a lot of sort of behind the scenes stuff so a little low-key mm-hmm. but trust me the next time something is uh something's really exciting i will be blasting shouted. it all over shouted from the little rafty rafts guys thank you so much for listening follow us everywhere twitter facebook instagram hashtag light trees and pod if you had any thoughts about today's episode uh let us know what a uh, hogwarts house you're in where we're asking the big questions. Thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs> <laughs>